This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Guys, if you don't know what Liquid IV is, well, buckle up because I'm going to throw you a game changer. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier that not only tastes great, but is a non-GMO electric light drink mix. Powered by cellular transport technology to deliver hydration to the body faster and more efficiently than water can just do alone. One stick contains three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks with five essential vitamins. Now, I pride myself on telling you about things that I either already like or just use in my everyday life. And I have to say, I've actually been a fan of Liquid IV for a long, long time now. I use it for everything from, you know, just long runs to stay in shape, all those late nights with those after hours or just when I'm feeling a little dehydrated. I turned to it so it could just, my God, set me straight, make me feel like a million bucks again, and just get me ready for the day. So please head on over to their website. That's liquid-iv.com to check out their amazing line of products. And get this, when you use promo code Art of the Beholder, all one word, you'll get 20% off your order. Now, if you need a little direction on where to start, I recommend Lemon Lime. Guys, you're going to love it, won't be disappointed. So please give it a shot and get more fuel for life's adventures. Now, back to the show. Greetings and salutations, all you beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Art of the Beholder, a show dedicated to all things eclectic in the world of art. I'm your host, Novo Day, and today we're going to be talking about art and, well, the arts again, with our ever-evolving open discussion segment, Is It Art?, focusing today on the international music market by asking this very simple question, where are all the other pop stars at in the world? So there's no theses today, no history, no gems, just unadulterated discussion. To hash things out, we are joined again by Mr. Philip Church of philipchurch.tech. Welcome back, Philip. Thank you. You know, I was just wondering a similar question of um, where have all of the cowboys gone? Where have all of the but cowboys gone? But they're here in the West. Gone? They're Indeed. here in the West. They are here in the West, and that's that's exactly where I want to start, because uh, everyone listening right now, I know you all collectively have thought, like, I know what you're thinking, but Novo, the world, the world already has pop stars like Taylor Swift and Harry Styles and Ariana Grande and Dua Lipa and Selena Gomez and Beyonce and Justin Bieber and Billie Eilish and Cardi B and Lady Gaga and Megan Thee Stallion and Ed Sheeran and Katy Perry and Miley Cyrus and Olivia Rodrigo and just, you guys get it, obviously, just insert your favorite artist here. But guys, guys, think about it. That's just like Mr. Church said, it's only in the GD West, right? Northern where are, West at that. Where are all the pop stars at in the rest of the world? Like I, I don't like China or the Middle East or wherever the fuck you're thinking of right now, or like Eastern Europe. You're like, do you, do you guys get it? Do you get it now? That's what we're gonna discuss today. Why are pop stars, musical pop stars, only localized? To the West, really, when you really get down and think about it. Like, how did this come to be? And so we're going to try to figure that out today. We're going to hash things out, figure out what the why it's become this way, why it is the way it is, and maybe what the future holds. But before we get there, of course, we all need a little break. Hear from our sponsors. Guys, we'll be right back. 
This episode is brought to you by Novella Adulteration. Follow adult entertainer Jessica Amber Starr as she embarks on a journey that will change her life forever. She not only finds herself in the industry, but figures out a way to transform herself and eventually become reborn. Find out how an adulteration, which can be found on Amazon in paperback, ebook, and audiobook. Available now. Now back to the show. Mr. Chetch, Mr. Chetch. It's time to do the damn thing, and I'm going to start the discussion with a Let's question go. for you. Why are all the goddamn pop stars only localized in the West? Why Why do you think it is? Uh, as much as I love art and mm-hmm. I engage with it constantly, uh, <laughs> as an artist, I will tell you there's not a lot of money in it. And so if you want to find good art, sadly, you have to follow the money. And when yes. you follow the money, the economy tends to take you somewhere around, oh, I don't know, the United States or so. Yes. I think um, we should probably narrow our main <laughs> question of when we say, you know, that the, all these musical pop stars are localized to the West, we are mainly talking about the States and the UK, you know, if we have to get a little more technical. Yeah. Because even outside of the States, you, you've you've had other big hits. I mean, it's not like we haven't had... Led Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones and Yardbirds slash the Birds in general. Just, well, there's, there's UK. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing is like, even you're like, oh, it's not all in the US. Exactly. It's not all in the US. But like. I said Dua Lipa. Come on. She's British. Is she? I said that in the exhaustive. She's British. Yeah. You didn't know that? I, I did not, honestly. Um, oh, shit. Given her, well, given her name, I, almost, I kind of assumed, today, guys. I assumed that she could have been some kind of Hispanic or something, given like the the borderline like latin based root of like dua or duo or something so yeah i don't honestly i don't know that and is her again all I'm of her songs are in mind. english all of her I'm songs her, are in perfect american that is her english. real name that's not a stage name no shit that is her real name and she she's uh she's british yeah okay i'm into it yeah. um yeah. yeah again and and again no shade like the musicians so that Sheeran. they get for tracks oh well, him him i knew him i absolutely okay knew. you knew okay but um she's so new and i just i i like i guess because she hasn't made it into any of my algorithms that um i haven't you're seen not levitating that... yet you're not levitating with her fan base yet i think i know that song again i, I think i do because <laughs> she's, she's one of the modern pop stars again, i will say like, this no shade a... when she comes on i'm like i don't hate this the musicians <laughs> In... that they get for the studio are, are badasses. The bass lines fucking rip. Like Levitating is it. actually an excellent pop song. There's and nothing when, wrong with her song. When you actually look, when you actually think about just her lane, just the standards, just that's the relativity of the the top 40 pop hits. Levitating by Dua Lipa is actually quite excellent. You know, when you when you break down the when when you nerd out like we nerd out, Philip, it's actually like, oh shit. And it has uh the baby, the rapper, and um the uh the bridge so interesting spotify that bitch again i've heard of the baby when the show's over you have homework well and again funny enough like (laughs) i've been trying to get out there and like when i've listened to more popular stuff well it's an older song now (laughs) um yeah but when i've I've listened to more popular like playlist type stuff off off of spotify recently and like i said when her stuff comes on i'm like hey this fucking bops you know like i again i don't hate it like I've but heard far worse pop than do. But to go I'm, back I'm, I'm, to I'm, the I'm, original question, you're exactly right. Follow all the, the money. Goddamn money. Why? Um, we have most of it, and similar to you know most other things, we like to hog it. Um, and I mean, I think we like things that are like what we know. That yes, we will branch out some. Like I'm happy to go through other influences. Like it's not like there haven't been things that have sort of invaded. But I mean, hell, no. even talking about. Going back to the Beatles and the Stones, like 
even here in America, we called those the British, like the the British invasion. Yeah, you know, exactly. like yeah. even that, it's like, well, again, those are just other white people that play music a lot like <laughs> ours. So like, what's the big <laughs> difference? They're just from across the pond. They copied a lot of our original. Well, and even if you want to call it our original, the back States. then we copied it from African Americans, who they got it from certain. You know, I mean, it's just it just depends. Oh on yeah, how there far is. Back you want to trace it, right? There is a lot of. It is somewhat rooted in the United States in general. But absolutely, absolutely. Mainstream, but I, I mean, I, mainstream hits. Yes, obviously, right. mostly just white people around large cities in America. I will let me let me follow up the original question with with this because, and I think it in it is akin to your point of it is based off uh, the industry. What makes these these record companies money right follow the money and i used i used to liken it to how hollywood is ran like hollywood is ran a certain way it is this machine to pump out hits so they can make as much money as possible and i would always liken the music industry with the film industry and so that is my next question do you feel like that is part of why the international market is so isolated is just like in the vein of Hollywood, because I will say this, the states really do control Hollywood. We know we do. And we have such a finger on that pulse. Is it because we we have such a finger (laughs) on the pulse of the music industry that it really does depend on you know where you are in the world. You know if you're not an American, if you're not a British citizen or a UK citizen, it's it's almost impossible to break into that world because we really have such a stronghold on the industry itself. I I mean even looking into it a level or so deeper, um, what's interesting to me is that even around what the U.S. has favored beyond what is the most popular, the most immediately popular, um, you can still even follow the money even further to say things like, okay, well, again, like, what about opera? Those are old world Mm. classic, but it's still, it's like, well, who in America likes opera? Old world money. People from New York, the fucking Rockefellers and stuff, you know, like that's still not. It is still technically the West too. That's like Western Europe. That's a good point. Opera. That is, it's still, it's still overall Western. And that's like, even if you, but they control that market then before we took over what has become the music industry with just like top. Yeah. It's just, however far you want to try to follow it back. Um, it still kind of comes down to the same thing of just like, who's been in control of tastes and class and stuff like that. And it's not to say that there's zero appreciation for things, um, that have influence outside of it. Um, and again, I, I only have such a, a shorter list. I mean, I, I like I'm only so good at Googling things, um, but, <laughs> you know, it's not like we haven't had uh, other outside influences that aren't from even close by. Like, oh, well, what about Santana? You mean like a guy from the Western Hemisphere? Like, what about ABBA? Like, again, like they're Norwegian, like they're like they and they were even taught English so that they could sell records. They didn't speak English. Right. They were literally taught the language phonetically. They yeah. didn't know what they were singing when they were doing it. Like it's it is. It's literally just it was about money. It was about right. like, hey, I want to live the dream. And by the dream, it's almost like a parenthesis American. And people would come here or gear things to be for us. And that's where and when they would become that successful, where you could print a record and know that you would sell it and make your damn money back. Um, so even outside of just the things that comes directly to mind, like 
you know, again, go back in time, you're Frank Sinatra, you're Ella Fitzgerald, like, it doesn't matter which genre you're talking about, whether it was rock or jazz, it's all so American. Um, right. That, yeah, it's just, even if you go, quote unquote, un-American, that it's still America, like, um, uh, oh, what's the fun word I'm looking for? It's a big fancy word, like juxtaposed American, whether it's like immediately adjacent to us um, by being either European or South American. Which again is all just right here in the Western Hemisphere. I mean, some of it's above the actual. Um, what's that damn line called? Oh my God! Now that I want to think about it, the one that divides the northern and southern halves. Novo. The equator. God damn it! Yes, you were you were having a hard time with the equator. I thought too hard. <laughs> my brain doesn't do that, guys. We're gonna let that one slide. Yeah, because... edit. We're gonna edit that one out. I hope. <laughs> But yeah, um, I don't know. We may leave that one in. No, this us talking about it too. Um, but yeah, it, it's just it like there's you have to really, really look to find anything that was legitimately out of pocket. Yes, no, I absolutely agree. And i I wanted to I wanted to focus on the music industry and the international markets because even though I used like. An easy example, you know, I will, I will stay, I will give myself a little uh, self-deprecation, and it, it's so easy to compare the music industry to the, to Hollywood, to the film industry. You know, there are a lot of similarities, but there is one shining difference, and that is the beauty of music and the concept of the pop star, and 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 beyond that, the international pop star is it can take. It or or it only takes one amazing musician with one amazing song, even if it's a simple stripped down song, piano and vocals, guitar and vocals, to absolutely change the game overnight, become a phenomenon, a hit, a sensation, and then suddenly we have a new it boy, a new it girl overnight sometimes. It just takes one perfect song and that's where I think like an amazing song can essentially transcend culture and even race and even language sometimes when it's good enough. And I think that's the beauty of this conversation is why aren't we seeing more of the world when it comes to now there is, I will say this, I will premise this, this part of the conversation with there is language barriers. It's hard to break into the highest echelons of the music market when you're not speaking English. Let's be honest, okay? But Again, even, ABBA. but exactly, even when it's, I think we're starting to see even those lines break a little bit, and that's going to be our next segment of where are the shining, you know, shining glimmers, the gems of what could be pop stardom in the future. We're seeing a little bit of that. We'll get there. Put a pin in it. Right now, we're trying to figure out why it's only in the West. And the but part of that part of the conversation is in dealing with the concept that music is unique. It does. It only takes one amazing musician, one amazing song to change the game overnight. And I've seen I this is the best ex modern example I could think of off the top of my head when I was preparing for the show. Are you familiar with the musician Oliver Anthony? The name has be has come onto my radar before, but what, I, I so could not tell Phillip, you anything further. About so that. for you, Philip, and anybody listening that doesn't, so look up Oliver Anthony, like you know, Google him. His real name is Christopher oh, Anthony white, Lunsford. White, white men, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 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 He looks like yeah, yeah, he yeah. looks exactly. He looks like average Joe, white American. He's got a big burly 
redhead beard. And he wrote a politically derived song that became a phenomenon. It really spoke to the right, you know, the Republican Party, or just uh, the the middle class, and of course, lower income households and different communities of that nature. And he became a phenomenon overnight. And he's a he's a, he's a guy that writes songs with a guitar. Literally, his songs is just guitar and vocals. And he became a phenomenon overnight. Not my cup of tea for the record. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say uh, <laughs> the NDP family loves his music. He's just an example of someone that became a phenomenon essentially overnight because this medium is so unique. And he's he's not necessarily a pop star, but he's a star in his own right. But we don't see that. The point is, is we don't see that anywhere else in the world. And that's what we want to continue to try to figure out. Why is this the way it is? And my next question for you is like, maybe are we just not looking hard enough? Like, are we just not doing enough homework? Because every once in a while, like someone will pass away and then become this huge name in all of the news outlets. I think there, there's there's like even going back to the last question, though, um, like, for instance, like Tito Puente, um, he was fairly he was fairly big in, in the U.S. But again, exactly. But again, uh, U.S. adjacent ish. And not to mention, like, I think he actually was I think American, Latin America just, has yeah, I think he's from New York or something, but he yeah. just happened to be very into his roots Um as which again, like I honestly don't know off the top of my name. I, I, I think I don't know exactly Latin America, which kind of like Latin or Latino, he was. Yeah, Latin America has always been a like an outlier to this entire formula because we've seen little pop stars come along the way, like Selena is a perfect example, and that's actually so. Again, put a pin on this because I feel like if there's any community of people that is going to break this, you know, we'll call it a glass ceiling. That's a good way to put it. It is a glass ceiling. I, I know one day it, it will be broken. We're seeing little hints of that even now as, as the world is getting smaller and smaller and smaller with globalization. Latin America has always been this beacon for hope. Like, I think Tito Puente is a perfect example of but that. But even, and that's, that's my pre-internet example. But here's the, another interesting thing is that post-internet, it's almost like things have to be viral and which, in a mm. weird way, is almost condescending or something. Or when it has we to be a consider, part of a dance video. Right. Well, because, like, I, for instance, like, do you happen to remember a song con- called Tunak Tunak? I was Tunak in high school. Tunak. It's by an Indian guy named Dalar Mendali. No. And it was like, it was literally one of the first viral things from the internet. And again, that's how old I am that, like, when things first circulated the internet, I was already in high school. So shut up, Gen Z. Um, but <laughs> it, like that, that's like, uh, it was catchy as fuck. It was so fun. All of my friends and I were talking about it. I have um, an example that you, I think you will know and most people will know. Well, and that. I might be about to say it because my other one for far later internet, which is insanely popular was Gangnam Style. Oh yeah. Sai was well, again, um, completely a, Korean a guy. I not put a, on my almost, list. Almost a, what, like two to 5% of that. But before we get English to language, before we get to Sai and Gangnam, uh, Gangnam Style, is uh do you remember Rammstein's Duhast? Oh big time, yeah. Duhast. Which again, Fish. European. Yeah, like, they were they were German 
And so I feel yeah, like I that's mean, if opera still, from Italy counts, that's then German, technically, German te- yeah, it's technically Western Europe Industrial, a little bit, I, guess I should say, um, getting a little closer to middle and definitely not East Europe, but any, you know, East is like what Russia, but that was just an example of like, okay, different language, not a traditional pop uh, this wasn't one person. This was a group. This was a band called Rammstein. But just another example of like there was these little pockets along the way, but it never blew. You know, I think to go back to our original point, why we're asking the question is we never we've never seen someone continue this huge international fame with continue continued hits along the way. Obviously, the most shining beacon of that right now is Taylor Swift. Like she yeah. is internationally loved, acclaimed, beloved. Swifties are sometimes downright scary in their defense of her. And, but if you really study history, yes, are those, are, are those, are little pockets along the way, like Psy and uh, Tito Buente and uh, Rammstein, but they never kept going. They're one-offs. It was viral. Again, that's, that's the thing is like, we just, we found it fun for a moment and we didn't care enough to stick with it. Well, I or know, maybe we didn't invest in it. However, you want to look at it. But it I just, studied Psy. Yeah, I actually added that to my personal list uh-huh. because I'm glad you brought that up. So let's talk about Psy because this is a perfect example of what I'm getting at. Is unlike Taylor Swift, who is is internationally recognized and loved, and you know it wasn't just that she had this one yeah this viral pop hit and then you know went away. Here's the thing about Psy is he, yes, he became an international pop star with his one hit wonder Gangnam Style, but in Korea, he is fucking Michael Jackson. They yeah. love, he he sells out like five figure arenas, but it's in that bubble. So, right. It's not this international, like he couldn't come to America and do that. Right. Whereas Taylor mm-hmm. Swift can go to Korea and do not that, anymore. Right? Again, maybe back in the in like Well, the, yeah. When he had, when he had his one hit wonder and his yeah. stupid fucking nut commercials. God, remember that from Super Bowl ads? Yeah. He was and everywhere for a little he bit. He was everywhere. But like, that's my point is like Taylor Swift can go to Korea and sell out arenas. Psy mm-hmm. cannot come to America and sell out arenas, but in Korea, he is he is gangbusters, and he's in his and he's still doing it in his forties. Yeah, I mean, it just it it doesn't quite work the same way around yet. Somehow, uh, yeah, our our music stays relevant. Um, uh, which again, is it just m- the fact for money for marketing? I think the money. I think the money. Yeah, drives mo- money for so marketing. Money, money, money for yes. plane gas, and and money for you know to pay for your roadies. Money for plane gas. Like, I mean, there's seriously like you have to pay <laughs> to be able to go do that shit as a former musician. A lot and of just the reason, marketing alone is half the battle. Oh, marketing really. alone. Yeah, marketing is a bitch. And it's hard to do when you are already the creative person trying to write music and focus on it and do all that stuff. And then you have to stop and do a completely different type of creativity. But on top of that, even just paying for fucking van gas was hard to do. My band wanted to tour back when we were our little selves and in, in based in Atlanta. And um, it's fucking difficult. Like you have like there are surely people out there who are offered a wider audience. And they cannot afford it. Oh, exa- I hands down couldn't agree more. But there is also these 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 artists and acts that just they can afford it in some magnitude, but they just don't get the recognition they so deserve because of how the markets are designed as well. Because I wanted to touch on an artist that just passed away not too long ago, and part of the reason he he came to the international limelight again is because of. 
just like so many artists uh, before him, we give them for some reason. And, and this is my PSA is, oh, my God, we need to stop doing this. It's like we only give artists the attention that they so rightfully deserve when they die, when they should have given more spotlight when they were alive and still practicing their craft. And that is Ryuichi Sakamoto. Ryuichi Sakamoto was, he first started in a lot of experimental, just like traditional bands, almost like Kraftwerk and Can, like very, like all the real experimental stuff we love in the West. He was doing that in the East. But because again, the markets, we just, we have such a stranglehold over international markets, the West, and specifically the States in the UK, it, his, a name like his just didn't get to us. Like his albums didn't get to us. Like, uh, some of the auxiliary ones did around the world. And he, I started and he, when he passed away, yes, his name <laughs> was given his name. And of course his work was given this incredible spotlight. And I saw him everywhere in, in all of the art community uh, news outlets. And so of course I was like, okay, who, who is this guy? I started studying him and oh my God, his stuff is so excellent. You know, he also did a lot of electronica, early techno stuff. Uh, again, that's why I used craft work can like he was doing stuff way ahead of its time, but in the East. And then he went on to uh, become a um, film composer. He scored films and things like that. And he was just so celebrated. And it's, it's case in point, you know, I know you love, you know, <laughs> click here for Akira episode, the very first show we did together. I learned about you like you love Japanese culture and all these other things. I do. And it's, and the fact that you never heard of his name is very telling. Yeah. If, if it's been on there in the, in the past, like I said, I just, I don't know that I ever really invested or went into it enough. And it could, like I said, part of it was that knowing that it was going to be brought up in the show, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in a bit blind. I don't want this to like dull the moment because on first glimpse, nothing came to mind. I would not have yeah, thought any of the words that, that you just said so as like pseudo, what was like techno and stuff? Like, because like now that, you know, we've gotten to know you and our, audi our audience has gotten to know you as part of the NDP, as, as, as a member of the NDP family, you, I know you study this stuff like we study it. And so, and, and I will, in your defense, I had never heard of him till like six months ago because of how the how the system is designed. Like we need to give more love to these people in their lifetime and not wait till they die. And especially in the middle of the world and the East, not just the West, guys, is the ultimate takeaway from this the first half of this discussion. And we're seeing that and we still see that to this day with like, you know, in the vein of someone like Psy, other you know, auxiliary Eastern musicians that, you know, for, they first come into the scene as like BTS or some fucking boy band from Korea, but they break off and do solo work like V and other of these amazing artists that are, are trying to continue to make it in, in the international music industry and markets. And that brings us to, do you think the future holds <laughs> is the future brighter? And I will I will for just before I before I actually discuss, um, I will say yes. I think just short answer is yes. I see I see a light at the end of this tunnel. But before I I explain why, I'd love to hear your side. 
weirdly enough, I feel like that actually there's parts of our previous question that actually part of the last two questions in a way that I can kind of use both of those points to segue into this and that um, mostly yes. And that um, the short answer is also yes. Thanks to the internet. Yes. Um, But to go all the way back to like, you know, to, to go from Gangnam style to other things that we're maybe not looking hard enough is um, like K-pop and J-pop have actually begun to make their presence very known in America is it huge? No. Like, I don't I don't listen to the radio. I think it's huge. Because I just don't spend a ton of time in my car, and I'm also very weird about music. But yeah. I think it's got a pretty good presence. And I, while you may not hear it on, like, again, your mainstream radio stations, because that's, again, all about money, just like most businesses in America. No, I know enough people that are fans of at least one or two K-pop and J-pop bands. That it's nice to see that. And I do kind of wonder if if you were to do a little bit further research to show, like, at the timeline, like, was Gangnam Style, was Psy, like, sort of a gateway into opening more, like, people's eyes into being like, holy shit, there's really good music everywhere for at least this current generation of internet people. Because it's just, I don't think you're going to get older folk, like, you're definitely not going to get boomers looking up new people at this point. They just no want to fucking way. hear Tom Petty. You know, like, right. I get it. Classic Just chill rock. out in your retirement home and listen to the five artists that you do like. Um, whatever. But for, for like, the younger generations, um, I, I think there have been, thanks to the internet, uh, a lot of doors uh, open, gateways, you know, ha- have been um, unlocked. And as a result, I do think you're seeing that. And I think that there's there's more and more, not only purely international artists and stars coming about but even beyond that just the influence of worldly music making it into american music which will hopefully inspire people to again get on their fucking phones or computers and go oh who is this and like where is it from and like wow this beat is so unique like who produced it and that will hopefully rabbit hole them into being like wow i didn't realize how much i loved music from x country or y you know continent in general I used BTS for a very specific reason because my ghostwriter, my wife, my beloved, my wife, beloved, TV Del Rio loves BTS. And uh, when they were big and they were on the scene, we would listen to them pretty consistently. And again, you know, not our usual cup of tea here at NDP. And I know there's a lot of people listening right now that are, you know, music connoisseurs that just hear that music and it's 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 absolute daggers to your ears but i think again further lane and it is it is i will say for the record it is very manufactured pop it's very like let's here's here's the here's the formula and let's stick to it and, and they, yeah every song sounds kind of the same but again for its lane you know they are just fun little pop songs uh and they they have their place in society and culture and music history are they going to revolutionize anything? No. But to your point, them being inspired by what has been popular in the West and what, you know, there is such an art. I will say this. There is such an art to making a hit song, even if it is this, if, if it sounds very formulaic and manufactured or whatever you want to call it, that is still hard. And they mastered that. Those, all of those little boy bands. And I will say this for the record too. I think they did boy bands better than us, better than us in the West. They like really took this formula and mastered it and then just put in a bunch of rap 
middle eights and bridges and um just the rest is history i'm actually shocked we're not seeing some new version of that right now but my 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 hope let's take the pin out now my my hope for the future and that we'll start seeing a lot more a lot more stars come out of the middle of the world and definitely the east is through the gateway drug that is again Latin America or just or just Spain it's not just Latin America it's it's also Spain um and other artists that just come from Spanish speaking origins I should say it that way because the biggest one right now obviously is Latin star Bad Bunny and we also have Cali Ucas Ucas I apologize if I'm butchering that and of course Spanish star Rosalia they they really hit the scene and they it was just this explosion of of Spanish speaking again they're not even speaking English but there's there's still a flow to it I'm sorry are you forgetting Mr. Worldwide himself Pitbull oh Pitbull oh (laughs) he's isn't he adorable don't you want to have I had as a little pet but I'm not sorry uh Pitbull is his own is his own lane. No, he, he's very American pop. It's just hilarious, yeah. though. Because I do appreciate, like, <laughs> With he a was, little I mean, accent. he had, like, Dale. Like, he's, he still, he throws in, you know, again, like, there's there's been a handful of Latin American um, people that have, have done what they can to toe the line of, like, yes, I'm sort of selling out for the sake of money, but I, like, will obviously still be a, a whoever I am. Right. That right. There, yeah. there are always hopefully going to be. I am who I, I am. Because I don't want them to change. Again, like, I don't, I hate that people do have to sort of sell out and whitewash themselves to make mm. the money that they dream of making. Sure. Um, but that's just the sad truth of it. Once again, that just, if you can't appeal to the Western market, like, are you going to be as successful as your dreams are telling you that you should be? And are you familiar with the, the what is sometimes billed as the lo- last rock band ever? It's like Monoskin from Italy. Are you familiar with that band? Mm, is this another one? No. Ooh, we're bringing probably Mono, to Monoskin? It's, it's, it's Maneskin? spelled... I don't know how to pronounce it. I always butcher it. It is spelled M-A-N-E-S-K-I-N. And it means I, I, I so they're a band from Italy and they and they write pop rock songs. And I try to study, you know, I pride myself and ourselves as being kind of the middle of all of all of the, like the you know, retrospective or journalists or, you know, we're not, we're not real journalists. We don't take it seriously like Rolling Stones does or Pitchfork, but like uh, those being the, the landmarks of like the spectrum that is music retrospectives and reviews. And, you know, they, they give, they give us their opinions on music. They most, most things in the West hate this man with the fiery, fiery, fiery passion Mostly fucking Pitchfork. And I, guys, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> Pitchfork, we love you, but oh my God, shut the fuck up. Pitchfork because... to me is practically like the buzzfeed of like music at this point. I, I don't fucking believe them. Or I, well, They're I, so it's, pretentious. It's, sometimes it's not even about pre- pretension. It's like they're being harsh for harsh sake. Like they're just, just because they already have a history or a, a reputation. There we go. They're a clinging so desperately. Being these harsh critics of what's really good music and what's really not good music, and Maniskin's not good music, man. Like, yeah, it's fine. It, again, it's like it's kind of like fucking BTS. Uh, well, for that, that lane, song. It's, it's just fun pop music. Who cares? Like, it doesn't have to be 
<laughs> it doesn't have well, to be. It's, it's, it's Never like mind certain, the bollocks. Certain people I know, and even people in my family, where it's like, I know that what I'm paying for is a fucking theater ass popcorn movie. I'm allowed to have fun. Exactly. I'm allowed to yeah. not be like, That's oh my a god, this example. movie changed my life. Like, shut the fuck up. I know what I paid twelve dollars for. It was my money. I had a good time. Can you exactly. really? Can you really not enjoy a movie without it being like, in, again, insanely like artsy and unique and pretentious? Like, and you, I know you, you never like... have fun if nothing is completely groundbreaking. Like, fuck off. Exactly. And I Just know let me you have like. Fun. Exactly. And I know you like Qatar driven rock. And this is Qatar driven rock. That is just has pop sensibilities. That's it in in a nutshell. And I and I get why all these really pre- yeah pretentious or just like crit- overly critical reviewers and critics don't like them. But now that I know that fine. they did that Beggin song, I will say that I did find that song like after I heard it for the first like three to five times, I was like, okay, cool, I'm over it. Um, I'm not gonna say the song is overrated. Like it's it's clearly a fucking it's a it's a hit. Like it's a great popular song. Oh yeah, like, and that's a perfect example. So again, of so like, just so everybody okay. listening, if you've heard that song, like I'm not begging, God, begging. Like okay, cool. Like uh, neat, it, not terrible. It's not a bad song. Just as much as I'm still fucking sick of hearing like other American, like I'm gonna be mine anyway. Was it like Jet with their fucking shit? Like I'm over it. After yeah, the first like five repeats of it. It's not that's that the kind of band song, they are, is but it's not changing jazz. my life. It's not something yeah. I can repeat on my different headphones to go, oh my God, I didn't realize the mix included this instrument that I never heard before. Like, it's not <laughs> the, that deep. It's good. Congress. If you need to drive a party, cool. That's your shit. Yeah. Like, if you're trying to go for a high energy vibe, nailed it. Like, turn it on in the restaurant. That's the why club, it's pop whatever. rock, not rock rock. Exactly. You know, it's, not, it's not garage rock. It's not, it's not the strokes, you know? Click here for a show on the strokes. But it's e. it's... It's pop rock. You know, there's a there's a difference and there's a place for it. And it doesn't have to be shit on guys like like give them a fucking break. You know how hard it is to write one song that a lot of people like, let alone the world. It's it's nearly impossible. It's like winning the lottery. And that brings me to the last example I wanted to use from this portion of the show. uh, The light at the end of the tunnel is is um, I try to find someone more in the middle. And that is West African musician. West African musician Modu, Modu Mokhtar. And Modu Mokhtar has a Middle Eastern, you know, Qatar rock. He has a band and uh, it's mostly instrumentals from what I think I've heard. But he's he's excellent. It's so fun. It, it, it He clearly uses the inspiration he got from what he heard uh, from the culture he grew up in and then was clearly inspired from the rock and roll values and sensibilities from the West. And even there's a little touches of a lot of theory used in the East and he brings it all together to make his own sound. And it's, it's excellent. I actually, I have like a long running list of like shows, show ideas or musicians. I want to do profile pieces on. And I put him on my list, like a year ago like i was like oh man as soon as i heard his work i was like oh god i gotta put him on the list i'm gonna do a profile piece on him when i when i get a chance i haven't done it yet obviously but this is this is kind of a version of that we're doing kind of we're giving him some spotlight it's m so it's two words it's m-d-o-u-m-o-c-t-a-r modu moktar and guys check him out i i think he's excellent so when you put all of those ideas together i think the you know, Philip, I'm going to pass it back to you. I'm going to say that the the future seems bright. 
I'd like to think so. I walk such a fine line of about 49.9% pessimism, 49.9% optimism. <laughs> like, could there? Could you imagine a Middle Eastern Taylor Swift-like pop star in our lifetime? I would say yes. Definitely, mm. much more likely in the East. I mean, I guess, could we see one? Yeah, I, I guess in a way to use Taylor Swift as the example is like, I know. I, I don't know if this, this is going to be another American huge. star that even matches her fucking right. level She's anytime this huge soon. Thing, but, but I get where you're like, again, like your Beyonce's and stuff like that, that just Beyonce, general right. level of everything. Um, I, I would, I hope so. Uh, I, I would say that uh, you sound a little more optimistic than me just because um, I am. Optimistic. Yes, I'm optimistic. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little more. Give pessimistic. us, give us that percentage again. Your how much pessimism? 49.9. 49.9 pessimism or cynicism? Yes. Uh, pessimism. Okay. And then 49.9% optimism. Okay. And then that floating like 0.2% is, is just depends on the day. Okay. No cynicism? Let's call it that the cynicism. It's just, it's just pessimism and optimism? I'm, I mean, just, I, just on a, as a, far as a very simple binary I'm a cynic. scale goes. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, there's you can it's a percentage. You can you can mix make that. I'm gonna ask you on a future show. I want you to give it some thought because I could see you be like, you know what? Maybe I'm 33. percent I mean, again, pessimism. depends on the day, my man. 33 c- cynicism, 33 optimism. I would I would say I'm I'm if we're just gonna use a binary scale, I would use cynicism and and being in realism. I'm a cynic, but I'm also a realist. You know. Fair enough. Yeah, I can the realist is the optimism. Time. The cynic is the pessimism. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I can to, try to, to your... take some time to, to to that version of it and see if I can come up with something. But just like I said, I was just going with optimist and pessimist off, off, off the top of my head. No, and, I um, like it. I like it. Uh, that could like be I said, a whole show where we like, just talk about. And that. I don't think anything is truly 100, percent which is why I went with both 49.9 for each. Because then it's just yeah. each day is fucking different. Like I'm never any one thing all the time. Anyway, it's a roller coaster, man. Yeah, yeah. man. Ups and we downs, got a good days. We got a bad days. Daddy's tired today. Um, tired so I might be leaning a little more pessimistic, <laughs> but again, for, you know, for all I know, uh, we could see somebody akin to that. I, and I would love to, like, I, I am so tired of, of just so much of the same shit. And I think like, that's part of oh, why God. it's, it's so yeah. easy for me to claim that my pessimism is such a large percentage of my outlook because I do feel like I just see the same shit over and over again. And I'm not saying that every artist is the same, but I just mean the patterns, like the the oh, rise yeah. and fall. I use I use that formula part of it. Yeah, sorry, yeah, exactly. Pattern formula, um, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I that's that's just what it seems like to me. Is that like before you know it, uh, we won't give a shit about anybody that we mentioned today in five to ten more years, and there will be all <laughs> new weird ass names. That's one of my actually a really fucking funny meme that I've seen recently was like that, where it was like a clip from some like super super with it pop news website and it was like this is all just like are you making this up are these real people something to that extent and it was just like yeah i i cannot keep up because also artists are just unfortunately a dime a dozen and so many people have such quick rises to overnight fame and then they fade away so i don't know who to take seriously i just know that i know what i like like again i'll go yeah, back to the dua lipa today, gone today honestly God, all yeah. of her four or five whatever like big top hits like Again, bops, man. I'm I'm into it. I do not dislike Dua Lipa. I I will say it. So <laughs> I would love to think that other people can continue to come up, um, replace your your whoever we have today, and that it could could become broader, more inclusive, more worldwide, more international. 
I also just, as somebody who, for instance, grew up uh, idolizing certain people, minoring in Japanese studies, and yeah. only seeing so many things that I have loved for years, whether they're American or not, uh, even come into the fray. I, like I said, that's the part of me that remains largely pessimistic of just Americans. We mostly just speak American. And whereas the rest of the world happens to typically speak at least two, if not three languages. And as a result, um, it's like the inverse where the things that are so popular outside of our market are like the rest of the worldwide. You know, it's like it's like they only don't break into our Western bubble, but everywhere else people can be insanely famous. And yet because we're not aware of them, we don't consider them on the same echelon. And it's just again, it's like weirdly like just so elitist and condescending that it just it keeps me hoping for the best. But the realist or pessimist in me, depending on how you want to define it. Uh, doesn't know if it's really going to be recognized. Let's focus on the optimism side before we get out of here. And let me ask you this. I did use, you're right. I, I feel like your, your, your constructive criticism was dead on. I use an extreme <laughs> example. I use Taylor Swift. So let's, 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 let's lower the bar a little bit. That's it is a high, high bar to, to clear. Just literally, I think she's now a billionaire. It's kind of a very, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's lower bar. the bar. And in our lifetime, what, you know, if again, we're hypothetically breaking that glass ceiling and there is going to be some international pop star. Yeah. In that vein, not as popular, not as high of a bar as Taylor Swift. But at least in that echelon, what could you possibly realistically think we could see in our lifetime? Not only the current presence of both K and J pops. I couldn't agree more. Permeating our, our yeah. markets, as well as uh, to go back to one of my other points, that um, other countries are very good at being bi, if not trilingual. And that my time in Japan showed me that a handful, a good, healthy amount of their population is at least by, if not trilingual, that yeah. um, just to be able to sell, uh, that there will be somebody who, for instance, like they'll release their music in at least two, if not three languages at once. And that Touché. as a result, yeah. um, their music will be heard on multiple levels and it will help transcend language to your points. Um, and that it will be able to come directly into our market and then open up people's ears because they'll go to Google them and probably and hopefully Hear them in their native language first. I I I kind of feel like, yeah, just recent trends. Um, I feel like it would point to some sort of Asian band, Asian artist. Honestly, I couldn't agree more. I think if we're gonna really see it, it's it's probably gonna at least begin in a K or J pop market. And I know what you're thinking, guys. Well, we already have that, you know, with yeah BTS or you name your favorite group here but i i'm i'm saying some i i what i want what i hope is uh either a singular artist that maybe comes out of one of those groups and has international pop stardom staying power as well as the all the other hall, hallmarks and really gives a new level of representation it so desperately deserves before we get out of here, guys, we want to hear what you guys think. We're going to put the ball back in your court. What do you guys think? Do you think that the future is bright? Maybe not so much. Maybe something in the middle. Let us know. 
<laughs> and if you like that, you can always check out some of our stuff at NovoDayProductions.com. You can always follow us at underscore Novo underscore Day and Day is D-E and at Novo Day Media. Like, subscribe, do all the things. If you want to get hooked up with Mr. Philip Church of PhilipChurch.tech, tell him hey, how to do it. Funny enough. Um, the tech will reroute you correctly, but I'm actually, I, you know, I decided to go just philipchurch.com. Oh, we're, we're, and I we, updated we .com it. Yep. I, I .com'd it. Um, I mean, yes, I'm oh, always going to be a nerd. This is news. I know. I'm always going to be a nerd and a techie guy, but that technically doesn't have a lot to do with my sort of just state of audiobooks and voiceover. So I just went with purephilipchurch.com. Maybe that'll help me out. Who knows? Guys, check it out now at philipchurch.com. I love hearing that. And if you'd like to sponsor a little love child or be on the show, you can always reach out to us at uh, novadaymedia at gmail.com. So until next time, you know what to do. Be good to each other. We'll see you in the next one. And as always, good luck and Godspeed. We love you. Art of the Beholder is brought to you by Novo Day Productions, created and hosted by Novo Day and the Novo Day Collective. Facebook.com slash Novo Day Media, at Novo Day Media on Twitter and Instagram. Music by A Company. Facebook.com slash ACO Music 123, ACO on Spotify. Logo designed by Tom Justice, J E S T U S, of thejusticecompany.com, and executively produced by Clayton Anderson. All rights reserved.